0: On this episode of the Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Megan Watson. She is a wife, a mother, and a founder of Watson Style Group. It's a incredible service for, for women who are changing the world. And it's a styling and wardrobe service, um, that is very, um, unique to you and to your own style. And Megan has started this, um, from an idea, and she has grown this into an incredible empire that contributes financially to her family, and she has been changing women, not only how they look, but how they feel on the inside which is so important and I know that is what Megan talks about um, with uh, on her on her website and with her clients is that really it's what's on the inside and that she helps that come through thank you so much for joining us live on the mompreneur show today my name is Vicky Lashenko and this is a show that helps you win in business without losing at home and I thank you so much for joining us live today I know there's a million things that you got to do but you chose to join us here and thank you so much if you have a second. I would love for you if you could share this show. It's very important for us for the mompreneur show to continue to reach mom entrepreneurs all over the world to encourage and inspire them to really truly live the life of passion and not only to do their side hustle but also to grow a thriving family. I Before we get into the show, I really want to thank two incredible sponsors that helped make this show possible. Without them, we would probably be on a very limited budget, and we wouldn't be live on Facebook Live like we are today. And one of them is Made On, and Made On is an all-natural, handmade products for your skin. They have Bug Block, which is so great for the summer, for the mosquitoes. They have hard lotion. They have uh, ChapSticks lip balms for you for your dry skin for your children for your baby bottoms for your dry uh, skin dry feet Uh, if you go to hardlotion.com and add whatever you need to add into your cart use the code vicky to get five bucks off and trust me the five bucks will go a long way if you use uh, vicky in the as a coupon code and audible audible is my saving grace that is how I get so many books in my head while I'm driving while I'm doing stuff around the house Um, I've been painting a lot today Um, excuse me not today over the weekend um, I've been painting my kitchen cabinets and um, it takes a lot of time and so I just turn on my book my audiobook and uh, the work goes much much smoother so thank you so much for the sponsors made on and audible and now I am so so excited to get into the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Vicki. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, I am so excited to have you on. You have an incredible business incredible story and I'm so excited for you to share your story with our mamas and I know that while you share mamas please make sure to ask questions because Megan is going to go through her story and then we're going to go back and pick at it so make sure you post your questions in the comments and we're going to make sure that uh, we ask your question all right Megan how how did you start your business how from like how did it go from idea to an actual
1: empire um You know, it was, I didn't, I definitely didn't know that this is what I would be doing. Um, And so I was in grad school and my research took a really interesting turn. Mm. So I ended up interviewing women and the way they get dressed for about two years, Um, focus groups, one-on-one interviews, um, and I fell in love. And at the time, I still didn't think that that's what I was going to do. I figured I would go on, get my PhD, work in academia, research for other companies. Um, And it's, it just one thing after another kind of went to um, personal styling. Okay. So that's inc- how in the world did it
0: just shift so much? Did, did the woman, t- uh, when you were trying to focus on one thing, did the woman tell you a whole different story? Like, oh, I want get- to like, I want, I have this style, I- but I get, I hate shopping or like, how did you find out that's what women want?
1: Um, well, ha- interesting. So one of the weird jobs I had in college or it may have been grad school, but, um, she, I was doing merchandising for her. So she had a store and so she'd take me to the buying shows and we'd, um, I'd help her pick out jewelry and bags and all that stuff. And then she just kind of asked me, she asked me to do a lot of things, but you know, so besides like watching her kids and stuff, but I started styling her. Um, and I would say that was kind of my first client. Um, and then weird after Um, I styled my pediatrician's wife when I was home one time. Um, so it just, it really, like, I kind of really, truly fell into it. Um, but kind of fought it for a while. Um, (laughs) can you tell us about that? How, like, why did you fought it? Like, what kind of things were going through your head? Um, I think that just, it wasn't, um, it was fun. It was okay for it to be fun, but it wasn't, um, appropriate for a career choice. I think that that was really what, um, I felt was true.
0: So interesting. And <laughs> can you, can you believe it? Like we so often we, we have these blocks in our, in our head because of like what our parents, say, or because we're like supposed to be in law school or supposed to be this doctor and, and how much it stops us in life. But I'm so glad Mm -hmm. you went ahead and pursued Uh it. But what, what gave you the push? Like what, because sometimes like an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship, something happens where you're like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Like Mm
1: -hmm. what, what was that moment for you? Um, I had just, so I had taken some time, um, off just kind of to, Um, I had been in an overworking type of phase Mm -hmm. and took some time off to get healthy again and I had um, clients calling. So I had anticipated never doing it again. Um, Like I really truly wrote it off and one of them in particular who I actually saw today, which is really funny. I saw her this morning. Um, We were, I mean, I styled her this morning, but um, she was like, okay, when you come to and you decide that you're going to do this again, you can call me. Wow. Um, and so I took a, I took a little bit of time after that still to really decide, but then I came back to it and then haven't really looked back since.
0: That is absolutely incredible. And I love that it came so naturally to you because I feel like women like you, and, you know, there's some men, too, that are born with like this natural sense of style. And I think it's so awesome. And it's it's truly something that not everyone is born with. I, I don't know what it's about, like either what you're exposed to in life or or what. But you have like this really certain cute style. And I have so many friends like that. And so I love that these opportunities came up. People started asking you and you really took it to the next level, because um, I feel like in business, so many of us struggle because we we do what we want to do and not necessarily filling in a need and like Mm -hmm. you truly found a problem you truly found something that women women who are changing the world are struggling with and you gave them a solution love Mm -hmm. that so i love how your first clients kind of like almost landed on your lap almost but i think it's it's just um, a representation of who you are as a person and and i just want to take it to mama's ladies if there if there is something that people ask you about all the time like Man, you dress so cute. How do you, like, where do you buy your clothes? Like, if somebody asks you, where'd you buy this? Where'd you buy that all the time? Like, Start thinking about this. Like, there's a, a guest who came on the show, um, Sharon, and she has a cute boutique called Eden and Faith. And the reason she started the boutique is her, everyone was asking her how she, like, where she gets her stuff to dress her kids. And I think that is so cute. And she took a different route. Um, like Megan went into like a service based for high end, uh, high end um, woman, but Sharon went into a more retail sales where she buys. Um, in bulk, what it was a wholesale and sells it in her retail uh, online shop. So, um, that's just like a a, a comparison, Megan, I'm so sorry to like, take, take the the spotlight (laughs) off of you, but I think it's, it's so important for a woman to realize if if somebody is asking you something all the time, like really consider that as an option for a business. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you started your business, you kind of, you started as a different brand, right? Like, could you tell us about that? And how, how, as time went on, you transitioned a little bit into, um, a different, um, a different name.
1: Um, yeah. So the, when we first started, there really wasn't a brand. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there really wasn't a name and so, and then it moved. So for a while it was, once my last name changed, it was my dear Watson, um, which was just cause, you know, I really like anything spy related. Um, and that's my last name. Mm. But then recently, the, the most recent change is having it be Watson Style Group because um, we've grown over the past two years. And so it's not just me who styles anymore. So I didn't want it to be MeganWatson.com or MyDearWatson.com. Oh, because my, Megan Watson was kind of the third brand, the That'd third interesting.
0: iteration. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love that you shared that with us. And I thank you so much for being so open about it that as, as we entrepreneurs to start our businesses, we always evolve and pivot. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much. And I'm curious, like what, what made you reconsider your, your, your names at that time before you rebranded to Watson style group?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, kind of the, One of the biggest, so most recently, the biggest change was, and honestly, none of the rebrands were um, that big of an upheaval. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of go into it thinking this is going to be horrible. Um, No one's going to know who we are. And you kind of feel like you feel a little kind of flaky that you keep changing, Mm -hmm, but it's. mm -hmm if you keep doing the same job that you're doing, no one really cares that your name changed. <laughs> I
0: love that so much because that's exactly how I felt too. I'm like, Oh, if I rebrand, I'm such a flake. Mm-hmm. Like people will not take me seriously. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's not true.
1: Like it's all in your mm-hmm. head. Yeah. So the most recent one, we when we went to Watson style group, it's, um, it, it kind of came back to our sales. So we have, I'm still doing, um, Oh, everyone, um, right now, who comes through our business um, touches me first. so I get I still get to interact with everyone, but we have other stylists on our team. So it really was about and I think at the beginning it caused some confusion. It's like, oh, I'm getting it's it's your name on the website. it's I'm talking to you i've I've gotten to know you. I now trust you. Um, and now you're gonna work with someone else. and so, it really kind of made me think about kind of how just how the customer would feel coming through with us. Um, And the thing is, is that I, it didn't, sometimes there'd be another stylist who would serve them better. So we just needed a way to kind of bring them in and allow them to get the best experience that they could. And, and just something as simple as a name change, something as simple as, as soon as they get on the call, um, hi, I'm Megan, I'm the founder um, I'm one of the stylists and we also have a whole team of stylists. So you may be working with me, but the cool thing too, is that we get to work on everyone as a group.
0: Wow. I love that. Okay. So what is your client intake process? Because I'm so curious, you have this, uh, free consultation that you offer. And ladies, if you want to go to that, um, it's watsonstylegroup.com forward slash styling And then goodness hyphen hyphen (laughs) so styling hyphen session so in oh my goodness i will be so grateful if you guys can put that in and put the link in the chat they forever grateful i'll be forever grateful to you so again that's watsonstylegroup.com forward slash styling hyphen session so if you can get that in the Mm -hmm. comments i'll be so great okay so check that out so when when a person a Mm -hmm. client um, read your site. They're like, oh my goodness, this is for me. I need this. I want to see how we can work together. And they apply for a free session. What happens next?
1: So what happens next? So they, they, everyone qualifies for a session. Um, Cause we want, we gather some information. We've, because we've really narrowed down who our ideal customer is. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't, we don't have a target market, but we definitely have an ideal customer um we know exactly who our programs are going to serve best so if someone needs it's really clear for us now by what they say they need if we can serve them or not so if we can't serve them then we'll just tell them and we have a whole host of resources that we send them if if we can't serve them
0: wow and do you know this um after the call during the call or do you know this prior
1: the typically we try and know it prior by their pre-consult form so Pre-consult form, I mean, that's something I would say everyone should be vetting their clients with, especially if it's a service-based business Exactly. and you can update it daily. If you want, you learn so much just as you do, you know, if you're in the beginning stages of your business, every time you talk to a new potential customer, you can update that form to kind of start to maneuver who the
0: ideal client is. Exactly. And I do the same with my um, free session. And they have to fill out this form. Mm -hmm. And it gives me, first of all, it gives me a way to see if this person is right for me or not. And Mm -hmm. second, it gives me a lot of market research as well. And so I I believe it would be the same thing for you. It's it's really interesting to see where women are coming from, what they're saying their issues are and stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. really good. So okay, you mentioned your ideal customer. How did you define your ideal customer? Um. So how did we
1: figure out who she yeah, was? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because that's that's a lot of research, and I feel like that is the hardest thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> At mm-hmm. least for me, it's
1: really, really
0: hard to really define that ideal customer to to and and get it right. And mm-hmm. how how do how what was your process like?
1: I would say the first time that we really started to identify who she was. It's when we did a round of testimonial gathering. So we sent out testimonial forms. It's the first time we'd ever done it. I want to, this was, you know, maybe three or four years ago, but, um, it, the people who were blown away by the service definitely had a pattern. And so that's kind of how we figured out who was really benefiting from what we were doing. Um, and in the beginning I had, you know, a lot of times I would be talking with my husband and he would kind of be like, well, just take whoever, you know, if they need mm-hmm. styling. Exactly. And I just, a lot of I times I would know because because be talking at that with my husband people enough, he would kind of be whether like, to well, just be take whoever. whoever, you know, if they um, need styling. Like. You know, because you don't ever want to work with someone and have the end result not be exactly. less than spectacular. Exactly.
0: So, exactly really, really interesting. So I'm really following the trends and see like a lot of uh, people really want to really want that, that definition of the ideal client right away. But I just want to encourage you ladies that are watching, it does not always happen right away. It happens well into your business journey and uh, because you can't really define your client until you work with with your ideal client. And Mm -hmm. as Megan mentioned, is that like you really see the patterns later on and to see the patterns, you have to have quite a few clients already. So totally love that. So Megan, how do you like, what is your like, number one marketing strategy strategy with, um, with your business? Like I I kind of have a feeling it's like word of mouth because of how unique it is, but I'm curious if there's anything else that, that you do that really helps your business grow.
1: Um, so the number one strategy that we have is partnering is partnerships. Mm. So partnering with another business who is serving our ideal customer. Wow. Um, and what works really well about that is you can research that company. You can make sure they're serving them with integrity and their customers are really happy. And then there's already trust built there. So then they introduce us to them and, you know, allow them to figure out if this is right for them. Um, so that's our best strategy. And then our referral, um, we were completely word of mouth up until a few years ago, which was great. Um, and the referrals are always awesome. You should always have some type of referral engine going in, in your business because when we did, um, an, an analysis on our sales, we learned that our referral rate closure was hundred percent for a while. So anyone who made a referral became a client, which is really kind of insane.
0: It's so powerful. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So how did you figure that out? Do you ask in the form, like who referred you?
1: Oh yeah, we ask who referred, and most of the times when it's a referral, it's usually a personal introduction. So then we can sync who referred them and so on. So okay, so that is incredible. I
0: I fully fully know the power of of the personal recommendation of the word of mouth because if your bestie tells you that something is good, you better believe it. And I mean, with book recommendations, I mean with everything and i mean even marketers right now they are they have figured out that tv is not as effective as influence marketing where Mm -hmm. an influencer has their friends or their Mm -hmm. their people and they share and it's a lot more effective so but I want to go back and talk to you about the referral program. Mm-hmm. I understand, like people voluntarily share about your amazing service. Um, your, your the support that you give is incredible. Um, but how do you how do you thank them? Like, do you send them a gift? Like a a, a what what is it? How do you incentivize them?
1: Um, it's it's well, we don't incentive we don't give an incentive for wow. doing it. Um, amazing. Yeah, we don't. But the thank you is typically um, flowers or if I know them um, well, you know, and typically I know them well, but it can be a gift certificate to a restaurant that I know they like. Um, so but the, we didn't do we don't have an incentive for it because I think that it kind of it doesn't really go along with our yeah. just our branding and kind of the values that we hold up. There's anything wrong with it. It works really well. Um, but personal styling is sensitive. And so we don't really want, um, it's, people are hesitant to share that they do this work. Um, we've found that from the beginning. And so it's kind of interesting the, how we go about it.
0: Really interesting. So it all comes down to really knowing your customer. Mm. Oh, that is so good. And I love that. Like you send them flowers and I think that is the biggest, it's one of the biggest, um, sources of flattery, at least for women, I think is like mm-hmm. to have flowers delivered. I think it's like the coolest mm-hmm. thing ever. Um, yeah. and it doesn't cost much for the company either. So I love that. So you mentioned that you have personal stylists working with you. How did you find these personal stylists and how is there like an application that someone can apply for? <laughs> like how does that work?
1: Oh gosh. So when we started to scale, um, yeah. that's yeah. just, I think the most painful thing for any business to go through. Um, but so scaling involves hiring, of course. Absolutely. And so we came up with a process to vet candidates, um, an application process and an interview process. We have a training process and then we have an onboarding process. Wow. And so they're not really, a f- they're not really fully on until they're through that onboarding process, which gives us a lot of time to get to know them. Um, so it's, but it's, it's a lot, it's a talking to a lot of people. So I think before our first hire, our very first stylist hire, mm-hmm. we talked with maybe 25 people, um, to fill that one position. Wow. So, Cause we needed to keep our standards, you know, sky high because that's what we wanted to grow. We can grow slowly. We're fine with growing slowly. Um, but we want to keep the level of service the same.
0: I love that so much that, um, you're you're growing so lean. You're so picky about who you work with, um, as far as um, who's on your team. I think that's important. I mean, the face of your company. So awesome. And so I'm I'm just curious. Like, um, do you have women around the world, or are they local to you who work as a test stylist, or is it also like you work um, via just video
1: online with your mm-hmm. customers? So we have um, the our signature programs are completely virtual. So our stylists are virtual. So they can work. um, And that was one of the things that I really wanted is that I'm a mom and I wanted, because I do this work too. So (laughs) I wanted it to be conducive for also being a mom and to be able to stop and nurse if I needed to or, you know, not be in an office all day. So our stylists are virtual. They're, They're all in the U.S. Um, mm. Which we don't work solely in the U.S., but there are all in the U.S., but they can live anywhere. Wow,
0: really, really cool. So let's just say that I uh, went through a form. I hired you. I did my homework because I there's you know the wardrobe home- homework and then um, the pieces that you choose for me. How do they come to my door? Do you just order them from different? companies and they all come to my door or do you get them and then pack them and then send them?
1: Mm -hmm. So the typical wardrobe is made up of, um, to get what everyone to get, what a woman actually needs. It it typically has about 20 different brands and from eight different stores. So all of those, everything we order goes to our workshop. Um, and any discounts we get, we pass on to our customer. So they all go to our workshop. They get packaged up, Um, usually organized by either outfit or type of item. And then you'll get a wardrobe box, you know, you picture like a big wardrobe box delivered to you. Wow.
0: Okay. So like completely high level customer service. Um, That is incredible. I really, really love that, that you really put that time and attention to it because with this level of, uh, of service, I, I feel like you, you have to have this level of service for the clients that you're reaching.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really,
0: really good. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about, um, a little more about like the mom, the mompreneur stuff, like how mm-hmm. you balance being a mom and entrepreneur. I understand your little guy is, it's like a toddler now. And, mm-hmm. As a toddler, like they take so much time, and they're not as independent as like my kids, like six and eight now. Um, but how do you how do you balance your life? What does your typical day look like?
1: Um, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you that I'm not doing it gracefully right now. Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> so typical day. So yeah, Cohen will be two in August, and then we have one on the way actually. Oh, congratulations! Thanks. Um. So it typically, there's really no days that are the same because, um, I do travel quite a bit for work too. Um, and what's cool about this is that my family gets to travel with me. So that was really important to me to not, um, I didn't want to be gone for extended periods of time. Um, but it's my schedule's really regimented in terms of when clients can book. So I never have anyone before 9am so I can wake up, do stuff for me, um, have breakfast with, you know, with the baby and then have a little bit of time before I have to dive into work. But it's, it's definitely hard. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever done <laughs>
0: And I, I feel you. And it's so cute how you said you're not doing it very gracefully. (laughs) And you know what? I don't know of any mom who is, or at least she, she probably is, but she's not admitting it or, (laughs) you know. So I, I think that I, I appreciate your honesty so much. And I know that mamas appreciate your honesty too, because, you know, sometimes like when I have guests on the show, Um, it's so easy to be like, to become this expert and like, yes, I got it all figured out. I was so awesome. I got this home entrepreneur stuff down, but I love the way that you were like really sharing honestly, like your, 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 your struggles are our struggles as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, okay. So how, how do you plan to balance everything with a baby on the way while traveling, which traveling is like my favorite part Mm -hmm. of my business. (laughs) So I'm curious if it is yours as well.
1: Um, I do. I do love to travel. Um, I do. We've been, um, we've only been home a couple days this past month. So I think right now I'm kind of excited to, to be a little more settled, but, um, and I think the, I think the problem, and I don't know if other moms are like this, but I really want it to be perfect. (laughs) Like you, you have that idea that it could be perfect. um, And it's just, And I think that there's so much softness when you realize that it can't be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really – I didn't – I want to take a solid three months off when the baby comes, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's possible now because our business is at the size that it is, and we have a support team. So I think what that's going to look like is just having – kind of having a practice month prior to – prior to baby coming Mm -hmm. of having an interim ceo who can do what i'm doing so i can actually step away um and i don't know that i'll be stepped away for that entire time but i do i know that taking a break will be the best thing for me the business um because i'll come back so excited and so just you know refreshed refreshed and maybe not so refreshed but (laughs) But my creativity will be, you know, that's what I am. That's the gift that I bring to what we do is creativity. So you really have to make sure you take care of it. Um, So that's what I'm hoping this will give me.
0: So, okay. That that brings me to a, a question. What does it mean to take care of creativity? Like, how do you take care of your creativity now?
1: Um, so the things that I try and do are definitely being in nature as much as possible. Mm, uh, wow. for whatever reason, it just, that's where most of my good ideas come from. Wow. Um, and then just disconnecting from technology. So I had a professor in grad school that did not do any, didn't look at email at all on the weekends. And I just remember just respecting her so much for that. Um, and, you know, being like, when I grow up, I'm going to do that, too. And I certainly don't succeed at that all the time. But I know that if I do disconnect from technology, again, it gives space for ideas to come through, um, whether it's something to order for a client or the way a program can change. But that's, you, I have to respect that so much, um, and I probably should be respecting it more than I am. But that's what the business needs from me. So those are the two ways I know how to do it now.
0: Oh Megan, you touched on such an important point, and I love that. I thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. Is really taking the time off from technology, from all that noise, literally at least on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so funny because, um, ladies, those of you who are watching, I emailed Megan like Friday night, and Mm -hmm. she did not get back to me until today, and. She said, you know, I don't check my emails on uh, over the weekend. And I was like... Girl that is awesome, and like i 'm even considering to move my show towards like the end of the week or middle of the week. Let me know by the way, ladies um, in the comments, like what would be your ideal day for the show uh, for for the next academic year, um, because I think that would be really great to reconsider because I feel like i 'm on my email Sunday night doing stuff, preparing for the show, and it 's like not very good use of my time because. Having that space is so important. I even had to, and like, as inspiration for the ladies watching, I had to delete my Facebook Messenger, Facebook app, Instagram app every weekend. Like, I had to delete them because. I am going to admit I have an addiction and my phone, my fingers just like automatically go to Instagram. It's horrible. So was like, how am I supposed to control myself but deleting the app and then and reinstalling it again on Monday? So that has worked really well for me. Um, it's a way of like hacking my, my self-control, lack of self-control. So <laughs> Megan, you are amazing and I thank you so much for sharing your, your awesome life hacks. Now, can we talk about... How to get dressed super cute and stressless about what um what you're wearing, and then I really want to get into the mind part of it, like the mindset part, so mm-hmm. let's, like okay, my wardrobe, I mm-hmm. am pretty like minimal mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like my pieces all, all, all over over the place, um, like they're not, they, they won't go together as much as I would love them to. And Mm -hmm. I eventually want to have like a capsule wardrobe where I just have a set of, uh, of clothing that I'm not, that I can piece together and wear together. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what is your advice for me and the ladies watching (laughs) about that?
1: Um, I love the whole concept of capsule wardrobes that's actually we don't create capsule wardrobes but that's how we shop so that. if that can it's, you know it helps us so that everything that we give you goes together um but i think that's a really great standard for your closet and not everything but you can have a yeah. capsule for weekend you can have a capsule for work you can have yeah. a capsule for Um, Interviews. I
0: love that so much that you divided it. Like I've never even heard of this concept before, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, it makes my brain breathe easily where I can have Mm -hmm. like separate them into sections. Thank you. Goodness. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Mm -hmm.
1: So, I mean, just for example, we had a client for, uh, this was many years ago, but it's kind of right when we started doing capsules and you know, she, we did a T ball capsule, which may sound silly, but it's, it's not, she goes to T-ball, she had two sons. She goes to T-ball, you know, multiple times a weekend and she wanted just comfy outfits. And it's not looking like you just walked off the runway to go to T-ball. It's that she's working and she busy, she's busy and she values how she feels. And so it was the first T-ball capsule we ever did. But I just, I always remember that because I really loved that she asked for it. Um, I just thought that was really cool.
0: That is amazing. It's like really knowing your priorities, but at the same time, really looking well put together mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. because sometimes I like running out of, out of my house in my painting clothing, my hoodie with paint all over it. And when I come into the store, I realize of how I look and I'm like, man, that is not how I want to represent myself. <laughs>
1: right, right. And it's, for entrepreneurs, it's really important. I think that that's, especially starting out, that's one of the biggest I think ahas that I had through research is that the way we are dressing anytime, whether it's at home, whether we're doing phone calls, um, whether no one can see you or not, it's really impacting how we value ourselves and that's impacting your prices. It's impacting how confident you are when you're on the phone with someone. And so it's, it's not, it's no longer this subtle, you know, dress to impress. It's that, you know, it's, we're talking about how much you value yourself as a woman and as a business owner. Um, and it's not silly that it impacts it. You know, I think that that's a struggle that a lot of us have that, oh, it shouldn't matter that much. But we, as women, the chances is that, you know, 85% of us are visually oriented. And so we can't, we don't have to fight the fact that we're visually oriented. It's perfectly appropriate that we are. It's probably what makes us really good at our jobs. Um, and that's gonna, that's not gonna stop when you look at yourself.
0: Exactly. I love the message behind that, Megan. That is so powerful. And it's so true. Like whenever I dress in a way that makes me feel good, I'm so much more confident and I feel like I can conquer the world. Like it's so, so powerful. And ladies, we have some some comments going in. Um Lily, thank you so much for joining us, sweetheart. Um Nina says, Megan, I love that you are planning to take that break after childbirth. So <laughs> amazing. And Nina, I agree. Like I feel like when you built that business, you built it around your family. And I love what Megan's been able to do. So, so inspiring. Naomi says, you are so right about wanting things to be perfect. I <laughs> am the same way. Yes, absolutely. And Natalia says, having the show in the middle of the week would be great for me, but do what works for your You and your family. Thank you so much, Natalia. That is so, so good to know. That's really, really interesting, actually. So funny, because Mompreneur's show was supposed to be on Mondays because it was supposed to be called Mompreneur Mondays, like literally. Mm. And then my mentor mentor said, why would you want to... fix your show, fixate your show into a certain day of the week. And that was really powerful for me. So I can change and not have it called. Um, I don't have to um, stick to Mondays now because <laughs> it's not called Mompreneur Mondays. Anyway, I'm totally blabbling, But Megan, you have blown my mind so many times in, in, into our conversation. Thank you so, so much for sharing so much value with us. Oh, my goodness. And I just want to ask you What, and I know we didn't prepare for this, but what is like one piece of advice that you can offer mom entrepreneurs who are just starting out in their journey, maybe who are still dreaming up of their business idea or who are considering to launch in the next year or so? What advice do you have for them?
1: Mm, I would say, um, because we're kind of in the middle of this ourselves that, at the beginning and in the middle and at the end and about 10 million times throughout your business journey, things will get really, really challenging um, right before they get really, really good. Um, So it's a cycle that I know a lot of entrepreneurs go through, a lot of moms go through. um, But sometimes you just need the reminder that that's, that that's what's happening um, because it's definitely worth it to keep going.
0: I love that. That is so good. Megan, thank you so much for your amazing encouragement. I really appreciate you. and Thank you so much for your time.
1: Yeah, thank you. This was fun.
0: Thank you. Ladies, ah, I know I always say this at the end of every show, but I think this was so amazing. Megan has such an incredible story and I hope that she pumped you up as she pumped me up. I'm telling you, like, I'm like, Mondays are like my favorite days because after the show, I'm on top of the world is because of women like Megan who come on on the show and because of you who are watching us live and interacting in the comments. I love, love that you're asking questions that you're, you're commenting, that you're getting to know each other in the comments. It is so, so, so valuable to me to see that. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Naomi. Naomi, you posted that link in the comments. Thank you so much. And ladies, for those of you who are interested in a session with Megan, and seeing how their service can help you go on to watsonstylegroup.com forward slash styling hyphen session and the comment is down below and i'm going to go ahead and pin it so that way you can go on it go to it without having to type it all out So again, thank you so much for your time. Shelly, I see you here. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Megan and Vicky. You're so sweet, Shelly. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that you were able to jump in. Thank you again, ladies, so much for joining us live on the mom, aunt, (laughs) Mompreneur show i appreciate you so much my name is vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that helps you win in business without losing at home i hope that you will join us live next monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern right here on facebook live we will be taking june july off so make sure that you get into this um uh, the rest of the may because uh, i have incredible guests lined up and i want to charge you up before we go away for summer break but thank you again so much uh, for joining us live. Uh, please get notified when we go live next Monday. Just text "follow mompreneur show." So follow at mompreneur show to four zero four zero four. Super easy. Just open up your text right now. Put in the number four zero four zero four, and then just type "follow" and then at kind of like kind of like the Instagram ha- uh, Instagram uh, what's it called. Name thing, um, at Mompreneur Show. Alright, thank you again so much for your time. You are amazing. I will see you next Monday, and I will see you on Instagram with my um car pickup line stories. All right, thank you so much again. I will see you next Monday. Bye-bye.